Welcome to another episode of the Sports America Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we are coming to you with a special show. We have the opportunity to speak with Michael Urban. He's a mental conditioning coach at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. Michael, thanks for coming on today. We appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Look forward to a great conversation with you all. Yeah, definitely, man. So your job title is mental conditioning coach to start really for those that really might not know what what a mental conditioning coach is can you kind of inform us a little bit about what you do on a daily basis yeah it sounds like most of my athletes right what, what's mental conditioning what are we doing what, you know what is this and i think um you know that's that's something that i was unsure of to kind of getting into the field uh i didn't know about it till till halfway through my junior year of my undergrad and, uh, you know, got connected with someone in there, got connected with people that had played at IMG and was telling me about their mental coach and um, thought I invented the field of sports psychology. I was like, well, what is this? You know, so then I went and uh, did my grad school at the University of Tennessee and got kind of kind of a deeper understanding. But uh, in my role as, as a mental coach at, at IMG, we do everything from an applied sports psychology standpoint. And so that that might be confidence, composure, fear of failure, handling adversity resilience, mindfulness, meditation, anything from an applied sports psychology standpoint to help you to get your mind work for you rather than against you uh, is, is stuff that I train with, with my athletes now. And, and that looks a little different, whether it's uh, we have weekly sessions, I develop a 10 month curriculum, uh, evidence, evidence driven curriculum for our athletes that we implement in weekly sessions that are 30, 45 minutes. Uh, I do a lot of individual sessions with athletes and then uh, on top of that we'll do some on-court training or on the on the course I'm working with golf and basketball this year but uh, I did a lot of on-court basketball training where I might I might run a drill for 20 minutes uh, create a representative learning design environment and we'll apply the mental skills in the actual setting so increase the transferability from the classroom to actually on court in, in a simulated competition and try to get you in that environment. So on average, how many student athletes do you work with in a school year? We have right now, I'm about uh, 125, 125 to one. So it's usually about an average of 100 athletes per the year. And, uh, you know, not not all 100 of those will come in for individual sessions, but they'll be, you know, accountable for your team sessions and and uh, stuff that you're doing and people to check in with at the court, on the course. And uh, you got to get good at learning names quick. Now, are you responsible for 100 or is this like an actual group that you know you have multiple people on staff i'm responsible for the 100 so we have uh we have about 1300 athletes at img and we have 12 uh terrific mental conditioning coaches on our our staff here so our ratio for teams usually about 100 to one and that's your that's your full responsibility from a mental conditioning side I work in a program called Athletic and Personal Development. Uh, so we're housed in there. And the APD also offers uh, nutrition, leadership, athletic training, and strength and conditioning. So within that, we'll have people. But but from the from the mental side, I, I get to be with 100. Mm-hmm. So is this, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this. Is the position itself a fairly like new position or a new career? Like, was this a career that people could get into maybe like 10 or 15 years ago? 
So it's uh, so IMG. It, it it started here uh, probably about 15 years ago, and and but I think you know for for sports psychology and mental conditioning. When I was going through grad school, they were always like, "Hey, this is the right time to begin in." It's growing, it's growing, it's growing, and I think you're seeing that trend now over the last 10, 15 years, where it's becoming more prominent in in sports in the sports world. As, as Major League Baseball has been a really big employer of mental conditioning coaches, every every team has them. Some some teams have a mental conditioning coach at every single level of their farm system, and then the major league level. Uh, the military is a really big employer of sports psychology. They do master resilience trainers. Uh, so there's a lot of those positions available. IMG has been doing it for a while and, and, you know, was fortunate enough to get in here and you're seeing more in the NFL. You're seeing a couple moves to the NBA. Uh, you're seeing some stuff in, in college and obviously the uh, Olympic committee have mental performance coaches available to them as well. So it's, uh, it's coming along. It's, it's really exciting. It's an exciting time to, to be around it and exciting to see kind of the impact that it can have in the sports world. You know, obviously with your with you being an IMG Academy, you're you're working with students that range from 16, 17, 18 years old. In your time since you've been there, what have you found like really successful and maybe that like one-on-one, you know, working with them, building relationships? The the building relationships is is what I try to pride myself on. And and I think um, you know, I I think it's one of those things like you hear relationships, right? You're like, all right, you got to build relationships. Like everybody knows that. And, and I think some people say they do it, but then there's a difference when you're actually truly doing it and trying to set yourself up really down the road and really have an impact in these, in these young athletes lives. And I think, you know, 16, 17, 18 is one of the reasons I like working with youth athletes so much. And I have some people younger than a couple, we have post-grads so, so older, but they're really in a pivotal life or a pivotal moment in their life and in their career. So it's so important to show a genuine care for them and a genuine interest and a genuineness and wanting to help for them. And, you know, I talk to them a ton on, on individual sessions and you know what are what are your motivations what do you want to achieve what who do you want to be who's that person you want to step into can we start stepping into that person right now and I try to bring my skill set and have my skill set aligned with their motivations I never want to go tell you what you should be doing which you know like everybody's got such a different walk and different journey in their life that I can't sit here and tell you what to do but uh, more of the motivational interviewing and really trying to figure out what they want and how can my skill set align with them and help them to become the best version of themselves and we talk all the time about, about more than an athlete, right. And more than just what you're doing for two hours a day in the gym, what you're doing for four hours on the course. Like you got, you got another 20, 22 hours a day. Like, who are you there? Like, who do you want to be? What are your values? What drives you? Uh, we do a lot of stuff around, around values, right. And value driven action and start thinking about those things. And what do you want to work towards, you know, for the rest of your life? And yes, we want to help you be really good in the sports world, but also make sure you're, you're the best person you, you want to be that you can possibly be. Right. You know, obviously you're, you're instituting these life skills, you know, helping them deal with stress management, have, having them to kind of learn to kind of move on from maybe if they experience like failure in their, in their either sports career or maybe in the classroom. When you first get a student athlete for the first time, like what's that conversation that you try to provide and try to tell them like when you first start working with them and then like for instance when, when these students are grad have, have graduated what's your message once they're done at IMG mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, and it starts with a couple of different things and everybody's a little different, right? Like everybody's a little different. They want to come around the mental skills coach or not, you know, what are we doing? But, you know, for me, I, I tell them we will do like an intro session, right? And I'll tell them, you know, make sure they got my number and I'm anything I can do to help you. Like I'm a resource for you here. And, and our athletes go through, uh, I'd say close to a college transition a little earlier. A lot of them moved away. They're in the dorms. They're they're here for nine months They're waiting for the family to start trying to figure it out. But it's it's anything I can do to help you. I'm on board. Like, I'm in. Like, that's why I do. That's why I wake up in the morning. That's why I do my job, because uh, I love to help others. And so then, um, you know, I'll go to a lot of their practices. I'll go to their games and all that stuff. And it might just be being around at the court for a little bit and they, just so they can see you and see that you, that you actually care and see that you're invested. Because if you're not around, they're not going to open up to you. And they're not going to leverage you, right? There, there. A lot of athletes are tight with their circle. I, I start to build the relationship through a shooting game, right? Or, or report like we'll, we'll play threes, we'll, we'll play free throws, we'll do something, just open up conversations that way. And then I really like to like in our first interactions, like it's not really about mental skills because I'm, I'm not interested in that at the moment. I'm interested in who you are, like I said earlier. So I'll ask them, uh, you know, about their family, where they're from, brothers and sisters. What do they do? What do your parents do for work? What what inspires you about, about someone in your family? Uh, what, what were your motives for coming here? What's, what's your reason for wanting to invest in yourself right now? And then eventually those will open up. And, you know, if, if you're, if you look up to your older brother, well, what did he do? What was it about him that, why do you look up to him that way? You know, what do you want to emulate from him? So we'll start, we'll start having those conversations before we, we even dive into any kind of mental skills and mm-hmm. just conversations and trying to find a way from anything from states, you know, oh, I could relate to someone in, you know, Wisconsin or Indiana or somewhere out there, you know, I've struggled with the Wyoming one. I mean, I'm going to try to find a connection out in Wyoming, but uh, we, we haven't gotten a lot of those athletes, but then it's a good opportunity to be curious about what's your experience like growing up there. And, you know, I try to always ask them and share what's, what's it been like for you being an athlete now? What's it, what's it been like for you in your transition? And that's how a lot of our early conversations will really start. We'll build from there. And then you keep checking in with them and keep showing up, keep being around, but you know, they don't, they don't really care how much, you know, so they know how much you care. Right. It's, it's one of the quotes that, I, that I've loved and, and I've really seen true my entire time here, entire time. Like what, maybe when you were, growing up and you were playing sports as an athlete you know whether it was an elementary school middle school high school I mean did you have someone that was kind of in your shoes that you do now like kind of helping you with with mental skill sets and maybe keeping you on a good mindset you know on this on the field or in the classroom yeah you know I always I always look back at that and I'm like man I wish I had someone like me doesn't have to be me like I don't want that to sound you know the wrong way but like I wish I had someone that could just be a support system and help you talk through things and, and process stuff differently. And, you know, I, I had some, some difficulties with injuries in high school and I played uh, four sports in high school and ended up getting five concussions in under two years, you know, in my junior year. And then you go to your senior year and you can't play any contact sports and then you're down to just golf, you know, and I don't say just golf because golf's important, but when you're playing three others, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly a big change. And the person for me, in my, in my life that, that really helped me stay with it was my dad. And he, uh, you know, he was a basketball coach for 25 years. He's an assistant principal athletic director, played college baseball, had been through it. So someone that was just helping me with experience doesn't have necessarily the training in sports psychology. That's so important to have, to have the degree, to have the experience, but did everything he could to help me 
be more productive. And you don't realize that at the time. I think you just think it's your parents and it's just that. But but the wisdom that came from him, I think, really shaped why I got into the field and shaped my ability to do the work that I do now. And, you know, he kept, you know, it was, it was dark, dark times, man. He, he would always be like, oh, this is going to make you better. This is going to make you better. This is going to make you better. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, how is not playing on Friday nights? How is not playing, you know, my senior night? Like, how in the world is that going to make me better? Like, I don't I don't get it. You know, I'm lost. You know, seeing how true that that has come and, and how much that has helped me uh, mature, helped me grow up, helped me relate to athletes now in my work, uh, helped me understand what athletes kind of go through when, when they're going through different things. And I think it's helped me tremendously. And I didn't realize it back then, but uh, for him to stay on my case every single day, like at times it was exhausting, man. It's like, I just want to be upset right now. I just want to be tired. You know, I just want to be down. It's like, now I'm going to bring you up here with me. Uh, you know, so I think his belief and my mom's belief too. my mom was really always believes in me in, in anything I can do, you know, always a big, big fan of mine, which, which I really appreciate. But, you know, I think I've been able to transfer that, that level of belief to the athletes I work with now. Like if you need someone to believe in you, I'm your guy. Like I am your guy. I have no problem believing in you and bring, believing in what the, the best you can bring out yourself. And I want to support you in that journey. So yeah, I think I think, you know, the experiences I had in high school and, and the support system I had around me has really, really shaped me. And I take that into the work now, too, right, with with these people moving away from their families and certainly with FaceTime and phone calls and stuff. But like they might not have that everyday support from a parent because they decided to move away and invest in themselves. And I'm more than happy to be that person in your life if you let me. Uh, Michael, uh, welcome to the show. Um, before we started the show, you talked about how you're a Chicago Bulls fan growing up. How would you say uh, Phil Jackson's success as a coach was because of his understanding of the mental side of the sport? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a great question and a great point, right? Because Phil was really big in, in the meditation and the mindfulness and understanding the mental side. And I think he was ahead of his time in, in what he was trying to implement with the Chicago Bulls. And I mean, you talk about, you know, six championships in the nineties and, you know, obviously the greatest basketball team, greatest player of all time. I, I mean, not for debate, right? Like it's, it's the Bulls, but you know, and, and like, yes, absolutely. You got Scotty, you got Dennis, you got Steve, you got my like great, great talent, but I think it helped kind of piece all that talent together and allowed them each to, to get the most out of each other. Uh, and, you know, if you can go, um, what 72 and 10, you know, in a year and being present in each game and understanding the bigger purpose. I think he was really big on that. We're always working towards a bigger goal. And you got, you know, you, you got great leaders on the floor. And I think, I think the testament to what they were doing, right. It's like, Phil's gone, Mike's gone, right. Like they didn't want to bring him back. Like, it was just like, okay, you know, we'll bring him back. This will be your last year. Obviously what rolls into the last dance. And then you watch what Phil Jackson did when he went and coached the Lakers, he brought in the same stuff. And Kobe is a really big proponent of the mental game and what he talks about, about being in the present moment, like not not worrying about the future, not worrying about the past. Can I play right now? And the mindfulness, you see him implementing breathing all the time. Uh, and you got people at that the highest level with the highest amount of success that so many kids right now want to emulate. I think they kind of miss that mental part that actually goes into it. But when you talk to all these guys and Steve Kerr implements this in his coaching now, I know someone that had played for Steve Kerr and it's like, is my all time favorite coach to play for on the Warriors, like with the Warriors was, was Steve Kerr because of the, just the stuff he did from the mental side. Right. And the things that he brought in and, and the way he looked at, you know, his perspective and the things in a bigger picture. Uh, Steve's really big on on current event articles and just what's going on. And hey, we get to dribble basketball today. 
right? Like, so just little things like that, that obviously I think he probably got from playing under Phil and what Michael brought and Kobe brought from, from playing under Phil. I just, I think it's, it's made a huge impact on the game of basketball and the success that they had. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when you're working with uh, each athlete, uh, what is a mental routine that you do with each one? Yeah, it's it's a little different. Everybody's a little different in what they need and what they like. And, you know, we could break down from a CBT route, uh, you know, where thoughts are, are the, the faulty thinking lies within the thoughts, thoughts and stuff. We can go from a mindfulness based route and more of an act base. Uh, it just depends which works best for individual athletes. I'd say the biggest theme that I, I see overall right now, though, is is probably in and around confidence. And I, I think we have a lot of athletes that that can sometimes have a false sense of confidence. It's really it's really challenging for athletes right now, right? Like with all the social media platforms, everybody's access to your film, to your games, to to parents checking in on you, to friends checking in on you, to your friends that aren't really your friends checking in on you and letting you know if, if you mess up at all. But uh, we really talk about like believing in ourselves and in our own journey, and you know how how do we actually show actions of confidence and not just wait feelings of it and where where does that show up for us on a, on a day-to-day basis but that comes up in a lot of our, our team sessions a lot of our individual sessions and and something that we certainly are, are intentional in training yeah i definitely i agree that with the whole with the confidence thing uh it's definitely something that i, I struggle with uh, from time to time and i think many athletes have struggled with confidence and i think that's something that it's very important because if you don't have the confidence to go out and do it, then it's, you're pretty much uh, lost the battle before it's already fought. Absolutely. You're, you're taking yourself out of it. Right. We talk about that. Like at the end of the day, what is confidence, right? We're just, we're asking you to believe in yourself and that's it. And I think, you know, your mind, your mind's a mastermind of creating fear and doubt. Right. And it'll make you feel worthless if you let it. And so we, we try to be really intentional that and you know we, we take opinions of other people right like like other people or want to be critical of us someone says you're not good at something we take that opinion and we really talk about okay maybe this person saw you for 20 minutes in your day and decided to create an opinion on you and you're letting that steal your confidence i was like what about the other 23 hours 40 minutes that you got like nobody's with you more than you nobody sees you 24 other than you, not another person in the world. And so we're asking you to really believe in yourself and can I have unwavering, unwavering faith in myself? And at the end of the day, you could do everything right. You can do every single thing right. And someone could still think negatively of you. And you're never going to control those other people's opinion. And, and I think a lot of times that's what comes down to our confidence. Or maybe it's, maybe it's missed shots, right? Maybe it's like, hey, I, I've missed three this game. I should never shoot again. I'm the worst basketball player ever. Right. Which is wild when we're sitting here, not in a competitive environment to even say, but when you're in that moment, it does feel like that. It's like, oh, miss three, what's going on, you know? And then if we break down those three misses, you might be off by one inch on each shot. And so it's like, okay, so you've missed three shots based off three total inches. Like, is that really worth you not believing in yourself when you just made 500 earlier in the week? And you've made these, you know, throughout the games and stuff. So it's it's really little things that that have a really big impact. And those are the areas that, in those in those cracks and those areas that we really try to work in and train the confidence to make sure at the end of the day, like you got to believe in you before anybody else will, right? Except me, I, I believe in you. Definitely. Um, which athletes have you seen at IMG that you've considered the mentally toughest that you've trained? There's a there's a few that come to <laughs> mind, and we we had an athlete last year in basketball and. I, I mean, I, I would not say this much about many people at all, but like he reminds me of Kobe 
and his mindset and work ethic and the way that he brought it day in and day out, right? The discipline to bring it. He was a vocal leader on the floor. He was he was a leader in the way he showed up and what he did, the way he responded to any any kind of adversity, anything that didn't go his way was was just bounce back like no problem. You know, he came he came to me a lot. We, and I think we had it was just it was amazing conversations, right? It felt just more like conversation than, than lessons. The way he attacked each day in in its own and knew his bigger picture, knew what he wanted to get to. Right, we talked about motivations earlier, so he knew what he wanted from the game. He knew what he wanted to achieve, and his actions on a daily basis lined up towards his motivation. And the other thing that he made others better, uh, he made other people better. And I think you know that's 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 really powerful is when you can invest in other people and make them better, bring the best out of them when you get to to your level two. And I think that goes back to what we said about. Michael Jordan in the last dance, right? He's like, I never asked anybody to do something I wasn't going to do. Michael Jordan was the hardest practicer every day. If you weren't practicing on his level, either get out the gym or figure it out, you know, and he called you up with him. And, and I think uh, this, this guy really emulated a, a lot of that. And I'm really excited to see his future. That's awesome. How much would you say uh, performance is mental versus physical for all sports? Both sides are so important. I think I think the mind body connection are equally important. You you know the physical part is huge, the mental part is huge. When you combine those two, you, you got a, something really special. Uh, but I don't think one necessarily comes without the other, and, and they're both really important. You you ask a lot of our athletes now. Okay, you say, well, what percent of basketball is mental, right? And you usually get somewhere from seventy to a hundred percent. And I'm like, all right, let's just say it's 80% mental. Like, do you spend 80% of your time training it? Everybody's like, oh, no, I don't. I, this is my one session. Like, I don't know. You know, so they, they know it's important to their performance, you know, but I think if you get your mind to work for you and you you don't allow it to, to create that fear and doubt and you you allow it to make yourself believe in yourself more and you tie that along with all the physical work because our athletes and, and most athletes work, work extremely hard at their craft. They'll put a ton of hours in the gym. They'll put a ton of time in, in the weight room. They'll, they'll work with athletic trainers. Like they'll do everything with their craft. And if we can bring that mental part with it uh, and kind of be more in control of our minds and what we want to get from it, I think you're going to see the most level of success. But the, the mind-body connection is so important in sports. Absolutely. I think it was Yogi Berra. He said uh, baseball's 90% mental, 10% physical. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll go with a little bit more of a current topic that's been discussed uh, a lot more recently than uh, years past uh, is uh, mental health. Um, mm. We see a lot of athletes speaking out, whether it's um, Kevin Love in the NBA or other athletes in other sports. Um, how much value has this been in keeping the conversation going? Uh, I just I think it's, it's amazing to see what these athletes are saying about mental health. It's, it's something that's so important for everybody. And I think a lot of us, the stigma has been in the past that like, oh no, I'm good. Like you're mentally fine. You don't want to admit anything. You know, at the end of the day, like every single person is worthy of having good mental health. Every single person deserves the help that they can get to make sure that their mental is in line with where they want it to be. 
I, I just, I feel, I feel really excited and, and just so, I think it's so empowering when you hear athletes talk about it and that, you know, with Simone Biles and what she came out and said, it's like, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay. You know, and then you have people that you have people that have dedicated their life and people that have trained their entire life to be in that position to help you uh, from the mental standpoint uh, to, to increase the same thing. Like if you were to break your ankle and you're like, ah, now nah, I'm good. I don't want to talk about it. And you just sat there. It's like, well, hold on now. You would you would immediately go to the doctor. You would get things helped. And, you know, the mind's no different. If you have things going on that you are struggling with on your day-to-day basis, you deserve that help, that empowerment to go get that. And, you know, you never know what that's going to do for someone else too, right? You never know how many people Kevin Love's helped doing that. How much like Simone has done that, how many people that has helped, you know? So I think it's, it's, it's amazing. It's something that's really important at the highest level in anything you do in, in just life, not just sports, uh, but it's it's been great in, in a conversation that I think we need to keep going. And, you know, the other part of that, too, is like it's not always just about help when you need it. Like you don't have to be sick to get better. You could be proactive. You could take your mental to a whole nother level if you want to and, and train that, you know, just because you're, you're doing good right now doesn't mean it can't be better. Absolutely. And it's great seeing the uh, conversation going and uh, seeing people speak out about these things. Nobody is alone, which is the uh, most important thing when you hear these athletes speak out. And I, I think it's great. And, uh, and mentally, mental health really affects uh, performance. And, uh, and it's something to uh, really we have to focus on and pay attention to and make sure everybody's uh, mind is healthy and uh, strong, not just to compete, but just to get through all of life's challenges that come our way. Everything, a day-to-day stuff, man. One of the things I heard, I think it's Brene Brown uh, was talking about the only time uh, vulnerability is a weakness is when you hide from it, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing wrong with with being vulnerable, and it's it's quite <laughs> empowering for uh, for athletes for for everyone. And like you said, the day to day life. We know anything about the past two years. Life's uncertain, and there's going to be a lot of challenges, a lot of up and downs, a lot of hardships, and just being being able to make sure your mental is is in in line with what you need is is really important. What is the biggest misconception when it comes to mental toughness? Where do we start? I mean, great, great question. You know, I think it's, it's a couple of different things. And we're talking, you know, more from the applied standpoint of applied sports psychology. And uh, you hear a lot of people say, oh, they're just, they're just not mentally tough. They're just not, they don't mentally bounce back, you know, this and that. It's like, well, what do you really mean by mental toughness, right? What do you really want your athletes to look like? What do you really want to look like? And I, and I think there's a, there's a misconception there, right? Of like, you just want someone to, to never be down, never be shook and never have a tough day. Never, you know, all those things. It's, just, it's not realistic. We're, we're human. We have feelings, we have emotions and, and it's okay. It's okay to have a tough day. It's okay to not be okay in that moment. Like we said, and you know, I think the beauty, the beauty of the mental toughness, I don't, I don't necessarily use that term. I, I, don't, I don't know that I like the, the mental toughness just because the stigma that comes with it, but like, I think it's, it's really important to understand like the beauty that comes from grinding it out. The beauty that comes from having tough days, knowing that you're going to see something better, knowing that it's going to be worth it in the end and the process of actually getting through it and pushing yourself on a day-to-day basis. I, we're, we're capable of so much more than we even give ourselves credits for and you don't know what you're capable of until you go through the day to days and the the uh, adversity and understand how that makes you feel and how it makes you want to respond. And you actively making that choice to, to still show up with the best version of yourself. That's mental toughness. I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to, to be just the most nothing phases me in the entire world. 
stop where it, it does for all of us, you know, and just can I show up on a day to day basis with the best version of myself and commit to, you know, my values and my actions and show up and bring my best to the situation knowing it doesn't always work out for me. I think that's that's where the mental toughness really comes in. Definitely. I think uh, I've heard a couple of people uh, say like, you know, the most important days are the days when you're not feeling your best and trying to bring your to bring your best when you're not feeling it. Those are the mm-hmm. days that really count. That's it. Yeah, that's the discipline of it, right? Like anybody can have a good day when they're feeling good. Like that's easy. That's easy. I was like, I don't want to see you on your best day. Obviously, I do to support you. But like, I want to see who you are when things aren't going your way. Mm-hmm. that's what I'm more interested in. And there's days where and we ask them like, you know, I'll ask our athletes all the time. Okay. You're not feeling it today. What, what percent you got? And they might be like 65, 70% that day. Okay. No problem. Like instead of worrying about the 30% that you don't have, that's where we want to focus. Like, Oh, why don't I have my best? Why don't I have this other 30%? Can we just give a hundred percent of that 70%? And if we do that, we're putting ourselves in a really good spot because I think, I think your hundred percent of that 70% is still a lot better than, than other people's at, t- at that time that are going to be worried about the 30% that they don't have. You give me 100% or your 7%, we're still going to be in a really good position. Absolutely. Michael, so maybe like some closing thoughts here. Do you have any maybe social media accounts that you'd be willing to promote? And then for those that are listening for the first time, what's the best way for them to connect with you more about your mental coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at M underscore urban 14, U-R-B-A-N. Uh, and I'm always happy to connect and collaborate with people. And you, you can reach me uh, at my email, which is michael.urban at img.com, as well as I can be found on LinkedIn at just at Michael Urban on there too. So I'm available on, on kind of all different of those platforms and, and really appreciate and enjoy connecting with other people about the mental side of sports or any anything really i'm open i'm open to learn anything i'm ready sam and i really appreciate you taking the time and, and talking with us you're our very first mental conditioning coach we've had on the on the show love it um, what an honor for those that are you know listening to the first time you can follow us on twitter and instagram uh the sports mecca once again michael thanks for coming on yeah thank you very much Michael, keep up the good work and uh, best of luck to you uh, this uh, this school year and uh, the basketball season coming up with your guys. It's going to be a fun one, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me, man. I, I really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to staying here.